Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Carrie Fisher. Carrie is a peak performance coach. She was raising a family and working as an attorney when she established a daily yoga practice. She immediately noticed that yoga was the perfect antidote for her hectic lifestyle. Initially interested in yoga as a physical practice, she soon realized yoga was a lot more. She eventually left her law career and began to teach and coach full-time. She believes in action and has created a system that is easy to implement so that people can create change quickly. She now coaches corporate clients and elite athletes in mindset and peak performance techniques and creating tailored programs for private clients who seek mastery in all areas of their lives. Carrie focuses on writing, creating courses, and speaking on the topics she is so passionate about. She inspires and encourages people to create the life that they imagine. This is going to be a fun episode today. I'm really excited to have you, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to share my one big tip. I love it. I love it. So I'm really interested in, you know, these transformations, right? You know, part of my experience was that I like to say that I've reinvented myself maybe like four or five times already between getting fired, laid off, changing, pivoting, you know, whatever, right? You did a major one. You left a, you know, what could be a pretty, you know, a pretty intense and lucrative career to go start a yoga studio, which does not necessarily guarantee success, right? And then you managed to parlay that into something so much bigger. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, so actually I started off, believe it or not, a stay-at-home mom. So for when I had my oldest son, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was very passionate about that. And then I remembered that I had always wanted to be an attorney. So at that point I went to law school while I already had a child and I graduated. I actually graduated at the head of my class and I started practicing law. Now, when I started practicing, I loved it. However, I also kept having children. So eventually I ended up with five kids and a law career. And as you can imagine, it was a lot. So even though I thought I could do it all, it was, it really felt a lot like I wasn't great at work. I wasn't great at home. So at that time I had been doing a lot of yoga and I made the decision that if I did yoga every single day for one year, that I would leave law and become a yoga teacher. And at the same time, I took a yoga teacher training during that year. I did the yoga every day, eventually became a yoga teacher and that began to morph. So I studied anatomy, loved it. And that eventually led me to learning about the brain and mindset. 
And that's when things really started to take off for me because although I love teaching yoga, what I loved even more was teaching peak performance and mindset. And I started realizing that people know what they should be doing. They could easily find out how to do it. Either they could ask someone or they could go find a video on whatever it is they need to learn, but they don't do it. And I, I became really interested in this. Why don't people take the actions they know that they should be taking? So I created these simple little tools. All of them are less than five minutes that people could actually take action. Because although I do believe you can become the very best version of yourself and you can actually, I believe this, you can actually have the extraordinary life that you imagine. I also think that you have to roll up your sleeves and get to work. I do not think it happens by magic. So once I started teaching people these tools, that's when everything started to really take off for me. I love how you describe that because, you know, this isn't like, uh, you know, sending someone to a boot camp. This isn't, uh, you know, going off to the woods to getting all woo woo and smelling all kinds of incense and things like that simple tools, right? You know, these are things that whether you are just starting out or whether, you know, you're already well-established and have a great career and, you, you know, a great business or whatever it is that you're working on, you know, these are things that can really help you. Give me an example, please, of what a, of what a five minute tool looks like and how it can have a profound impact on somebody. I could give you an example of even a one minute tool if you would like. So one thing that I learned is about the breath. So it's called pranayama. That's called breath work. So if I use the word pranayama, people get nervous. That's when they think I am doing some of that voodoo magic on them. But all pranayama means is breath work. So one amazing tip actually comes from the Navy SEALs. It's called box breathing. And it's a way to use your breath to change your state. When I say state, I mean your mental, your emotional, or your physical state. So your breath affects these things, and it could happen in a minute. So I will teach you box breathing if you're ready. You want to come on the screen, and you could do it with me? So all let's box breathing, it. yeah, let's do it. All box breathing is is breathe in for a count of four, hold your breath for a count of four, breathe out for a count of four, hold your breath for a count of four. I'm going to just do one round with you just to show you how to do it. And we'll, I'm going to see how you feel. So before you start, just notice how you feel in your body right now. And if you're listening, notice how you feel. Okay. All right. Ready? Ready. Close your eyes. If you feel comfortable, you don't have to though. Okay. Now breathe in two, three, four, hold your breath. Two, three, four, breathe out two, three, four. Nice. Hold your breath two, three, four. Now blink your eyes open and tell me, do you notice any change? We just did one breath. I am, uh, I am definitely more settled. I am definitely more present. And I just feel like, um, you know, just by sitting in this chair, I feel more centered. Exactly. And because I yeah. want to just give you one more, I'm going to teach you mm -hmm. a an easier one is called the three relaxation breaths. I came up with this during the pandemic. So it's really easy. You could do this anywhere. Level one, level one is just like a sigh. You breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Level two, we add a little sound. If you're shy, you would only do this when you're like alone, maybe in your closet, in your car, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth with a sigh. 
Ah, the more noise you make, the better. And then the third level, I call it the global pandemic breath. Breathe in through your nose, bring your shoulders all the way up, even higher up to your ears. And then as you exhale, you drop your shoulders and make that sigh. <sighs> now that one's a good one. And my children know if they see me doing that, they should run away. <laughs> Exactly. That just makes you all powerful, right? <laughs> I you don't want to be around Carrie when she's. Ah. <laughs> right. So that's that's just such a simple thing, right? Your breath. You don't even need to go to a gym. You don't even, although that's good. You don't need to go anywhere. You have the power right here within yourself with your breath to change your state. So isn't that an amazing tip? Just so simple. That is. And that's not even the one big tip. That's not I love even it. the one big tip. That was a bonus. You know, so I love it. You know, so it, first of all, thank you for guiding me through that. I'm definitely going to try that out because you know what happens is that, especially with us working in home offices, right? You know, the doors closed. We're in our we're in our own space. I'm in this man cave over here. And, you know, you really got to try to figure out like, like, okay, like how do I give myself a, you know, like a breather? Right. I don't have other people walking past. I don't have the water cooler effect that I can bounce ideas off of other people. It's just, uh, you know, right now me and my dog, you know, it's just uh, occupying this room, which is really interesting. And what happens is that, you know, like we do need these little tricks that, you know, that can help you change the state so that you can move on to the next project and be more effective. So I really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. Let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about your one big tip. And I love the way this is phrased. Create sacred choices daily that support the extraordinary life that you are building. What are sacred choices? I love the term sacred choices. It actually comes out of a program I once did, which is called Lifebook. And they talk about how you should have 12 sacred choices every day that you make, which support your health and all the different areas of your life that you're trying to build. So I took this idea and I really expanded it because I realized that your habits and your routines are really what dictate how you are doing in your life, right? So even though you study a lot of spiritual and personal transformation literature, it doesn't mean that you're immune from life. So things will always happen in your life you know, you'll have, you know, a global pandemic will come all of a sudden, or you might have difficulties at work or with your children. So for me, since that's a given that things are going to go up and down, how do I maintain a high state though, so that I can actually do all of the things I need to do? So for me, it's all about creating these non-negotiable sacred choices and believe it or not, the breath work we just did that box breathing and the three relaxation breaths, that would, could be one of your sacred choices. You could choose to every single time after you eat, do one of those breath work exercises we just did, right? So the sacred choices are great because you pick them. I teach you a whole bunch of tools and then you decide which ones that you want to bring into your life, which choices you want to bring into your life. Plus, you could bring other choices that I haven't even taught you or no one has taught you that you just know work for you. So the idea is, how do I construct my day so that if I do go into more of a lower moment, I could bring myself back up? And how do I just make sure that I just have these foolproof methods? I don't want to have to stop for an hour or two hours to reset myself. I'd like to do it in one to five minutes. So that's what it's all about, these sacred choices. 
So when you're teaching this, is, is this like a, like a ladder, so to speak, where you're building up from, from a basic sacred choice to next level, next level, next level, until ultimately you're doing, you know, something rather intricate or one has to follow the other. How do you assemble these sacred choices so that you're, uh, so that they do, you know, figure, uh, figure into an end result that, you know, results in better performance or better, uh, or better cognitive thinking, you know, or just a better state? Well, just like everything, I believe you need to build it brick by brick. So when I was first teaching these things, it was actually within the context of my yoga classes, I would start teaching people these little tips during the class. And then afterwards, people would be like, Oh, I love that tip that you gave. It's so great. So that's when I started assembling this whole entire concept. And this year, I actually wrote a few books on it so that you can really um, assemble these sacred choices all on your own. So my first book is called Tools for Extraordinary Living, the snooze button sessions. And that's how you start your very first sacred choice. And the reason I love it is because it's very first thing in the morning, the alarm goes off, you hit the snooze button, but we do something different. Usually you go back to sleep and snooze. Instead, you take those five minutes or however many minutes your snooze is, and you do something that will nurture you. So you could do one of the breath exercises that I just taught you, or you could do something else. So you want to start your day in a way that really nourishes you. So maybe it means you want to get up during your snooze button session. Remember, wake up, hit the alarm do your little technique. So maybe during that snooze button session, you want to journal. Maybe you want to stretch. Maybe you want to exercise. Maybe you want to listen to music and dance. I don't tell you what to do, but that's the way you start with your very first sacred choice, that very first step. So anyone who's listening, I would love them to first thing tomorrow morning, start to implement this. Because what will happen, what I have found is what happens is people start there with that one little tip who thinks that five minutes can change your life? It can, because you start off with the win. You're proud of yourself that you got up and you've already exercised or stretched or journaled before you even started your day. And that really fuels you to be like, hey, what other little changes could I make? What other little things could I add in? So instead of trying to get rid of your bad habits, I believe in adding good habits to overflow the bad out. And then eventually your cup is filled with good habits and your day is beautiful. You know, I love the way you articulated that because basically what you're talking about is that you really are starting small and building up, right? And by doing that, you're able to, um, I, I, you know, you're able to build up, you know, towards this goal, mm-hmm. right? I want to talk about goals for a minute. Okay. And, you know, just sort of, um, I just sort of break down what, uh, like when you're working with peak performers, you know, and, you know, with athletes, things like that, you know, these are people who are already operating at a very high level at a very effective level. And even, you know, like these small changes in their routine and their habits can actually have an outsized effect, what it is that they're trying to do. Can you walk us through, uh, you know, like a case study or a success story, how you're working with someone who has already achieved quite a lot, but was able to achieve more by implementing some of these sacred choices that they have to make? Absolutely. So I was working with a a big football team and the quarterback of the team was really having a lot of troubles with his back. And he was also having troubles with his studies. So he was, you know, the star quarterback. And obviously he had 
a lot of choices in terms of colleges, but his grades were actually a problem. So I started, his problem was that he was trying to go too hard just into the football, right? So he needed to find some more balance in his life. I believe it or not, I taught him this very first thing, start off your day with some something in the morning. But for him, what I did was he needed to add more. And this is true for a lot of peak performers. He didn't need to add more active stuff into his life. He needed to add more passive stuff. So he needed to learn some breathing exercises. He needed to learn some um, how to meditate because he was always thinking about football and he didn't really care about school. So when he was able to come to his center and really start throughout the day, I had him set, um, I had him set his phone to go off five times a day. And every time it went off, he had to sit for just one minute and meditate. And what happened is his mind calmed down instead of being so worried about everything about the colleges and the football and all of his classes, he was able to just realize, okay, in this moment, I need to be and focus on my school. At this moment, I can now focus on football. So for him, it was a matter of taking some stuff away because he wanted to go more, more, more. He needed less in his life. And that's true for a lot of people. So some people tell me they're overwhelmed and they, but they're not really overwhelmed. They're underwhelmed. They're bored. So they need to add more active things into their life. For peak performers, often they need to take some things out of their life or add stress relieving techniques in, which is what I taught him, which is the five times a day, as soon as your alarm goes up, imagine if you did that even, if five times a day for one minute, you just sat quietly and listened to what you were thinking about or just paid attention to how you were feeling, that could actually lead to a much calmer state. And then you're able to actually take action that is worthwhile instead of kind of running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I really like that because that meshes really well with, you know, some other great advice that I've received, you know, by doing this podcast and talking with, uh, talking with other people. One of the most profound, profound actions that I've taken is to schedule everything, mm. right? Whether that means scheduling lunch, scheduling a breather, a breather, like a, like a buffer time between, between interviews, you know, like whatever it is, you know, like even if you're scheduling it down, like you can set your calendar to schedule down to 15 minute increments to five minute increments if you want. Right. And that may sound a little pedantic, right? At least for some people, it's like, Oh, geez, I don't want to see my calendar look like that. Uh, it works for me. Right. And it works for me in terms of uh, I pick, you know, three to four top priorities that I know that I need to get done in between all of the other scheduled work. And then I put all of that into the calendar and then it just all makes sense because it's all structured. It's all there. Right. And even if I was to schedule in, you know, like just that five minute buffer to just say, okay, at 310 to 315, I am now going to breathe. Right. That sounds like an incredible amount of peace and structure that you can then, you know, like, you know, feel refreshed and feel ready to attack the next big push, you know, for the actions that I need to get done during the day. Right. And I think that everyone has a different method of doing it. You know, like I've tried journaling. I've tried those, uh, you know, those books where you write down everything and you put it all in. And it's like, you know, like, yeah, I get a little bored. It's like they're still on my desk, but I can't really get it done. Right. I can't really make it happen. And really what happens is that you got you have to find what works for you. When you have someone that comes, uh, you know, that comes through your um, that comes through your program and you see that they're struggling you know, like with some of this stuff, like uh, what are some of the telltale signs then that, Hey, you know something, maybe this isn't working for you. 
let's recalibrate it and find out, you know, what does work for you better. What does that look like? Well, I always start off with that morning routine because what I like people to do is during that morning routine, I like them to practice all different techniques. So you almost learn all these different techniques that could be stress relieving techniques in the mornings, and then you could start bringing them into your day. But if people, sometimes I do have someone who it just isn't working for the morning routine. So then I would sort of look at their whole day and see where is it best for them. So my main tip is to get one one relaxation, stress relieving exercise into your day somewhere. I prefer it in the morning because then, you know, it's done every single day. And it's, it's since the alarm goes off, you know, the alarm is going to go off. So it's called habit stacking. The alarm goes off. I remember, oh, now it's time for me to stretch. Right. But if it's not working in the morning, there is so many times throughout your day that you could do this habit stacking thing. Right. So you eat usually two or three meals a day. So before or after the meal is a great time to habit stack. So you could say to yourself, you know, right before every meal, I'll take a five minute walk. Right. So you just really need to assess the client. And if it's you're doing it for yourself, yourself, where am I best during the day? For some people, you want to start the very first um, sacred choice at night. So maybe for 10 minutes before bed, they're going to do something relaxing instead of in the morning. So it's really like what you were saying about your calendar. That's what the key is. You found what works for you. That might not work for everybody, but the key is to find what does work for you. And if it's not working for you, please try something new. <laughs> That's what I say. I think a lot of times people stick with what's not working, you know? You know, and also finding, you know, like just this other way that you find more enjoyable, right? I, I mean, I think one of the things that I found throughout my career, and since I touched so many, you know, pieces of software and, you know, like different, um, you know, the, the get things done uh, methodology and, you know, things like that, I have gone through every tool, right? I have used every task manager and I found like one or two that work for me, mm -hmm. right? And they may not work for everyone else. And, I don't know, one of these days I'm going to make a video because hopefully, you know, like it's going to help somebody else, right? You know, by getting it done. And I think that, you know, but just by using, you know, some of the, some of the tools around you, like for me, standardizing on Mac, you know, was big. I only went full head into standardizing on Mac once I discovered iCloud, for example. You know, the fact that whatever file is sitting on my desktop, I can now view on my phone and I can now view on my iPad and I can now view on my laptop. It's like, oh my God, it was been a, it's been a game changer, exactly. right? And and I only went full force into that like last year, even though I've been Mac for about ten years now. And what happens is that you you know like you like, oh, that's where the grass is greener, right? That's how you make it happen, right? So you know, just finding those little things I think is absolutely key. So thank you so much for sharing that, Akari. Where can people learn more about you, and how can they reach out to you if they want to learn more? You can reach out to me on my website, CarrieFisherCoaching.com, or you could actually reach out to me on Instagram. I love to get messages there. And I would like to issue a challenge to anyone listening. Please try out this snooze button session. If you forgot what it was, wake up in the morning when your alarm goes off, hit the alarm, and then do something that works for you, something nourishing. So some of the ideas was a breath practice. You could exercise. You could stretch. You could do many different things in the morning. It's nothing set in stone. You could write 10 things you're grateful for, but start your day doing something great. And if you do, I'd love for you to find me on Instagram. I am Carrie Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R. 
And I would love to hear your success story because you really can make big changes by starting small, small changes every day lead to giant, amazing new horizons. I love it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. And um, I definitely learned a lot. It was very enjoyable to talk to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It was great speaking with you. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.